This is Manifest Mindset, where we delve into our true passions, inspire the best out of ourselves, and live our life with true intention every single day. Welcome back to another episode of Manifest Mindset. We're here with Nick and Bob. Nick, how are you doing today? Hanging right in there, Bob. Um, yeah, doing well, man. How are you? I'm doing, I'm doing okay. I'm hanging in there as well. Um, how's the week been going for you? What was that, Bob? How's the week been going for you? It's been going well. Um, I have, let me think here, some good days in the clinic. Um, I've been doing a lot of prep here for the OCS exam, getting ready for that. Um, kind of getting ready for health and gearing up. It's kind of crazy that my residency program only has really a month left. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's really a lot of the focus has kind of been PT related right now. It's one of those times where it's just gearing up, getting going for that. Um, but hanging out with some fun people too, so well at least as much as you can do with COVID, right? No, it's, it's yeah, been pretty, yeah. pretty straightforward, pretty good for me, man. What about you, Bob? Yeah, I mean, uh, last week we had a, a pretty intense. Well, I thought we had a pretty intense conversation. You gave me a load of advice, um, and I took it to heart. And I'm just thinking about, yeah, just thinking about everything. Um, so my, my goal last week was to go to the clinic, just to just the days that actually. Since because of COVID, the the clinic that I go to, um, the acupuncture clinic, has been um, we we're only open like two or three days a week because yeah, of yeah. the pandemic. So the days that they're not open, I just decide that I'll just open up shop and just uh, sit in the front and see what happens, kind of thing. Um, so I think I went there three days this week uh, so far, and. Um, Basically, nobody showed up, <laughs> and it was just me sitting there for for five or six hours, kind of thing. Um, but and Bob, was this was this like you just like advertising something? Was this just you sitting in the shop with it open, kind of seeing who might walk in? Yeah, well, well, I have um, I have like a frame, like a like a board frame, like for advertising. Um, yeah. So I have some of that. Um, and so it's just a little bit of both, just advertising and see who may walk in. Um, see what could happen kind of thing. Um, just, just getting used to that rhythm of me coming to the clinic. Um, because if I want to do this eventually, like full time or something, um, I have to get used to uh, just, just coming in, sitting at the front desk and being used to, I guess, just being, being there. Um, so it was definitely an experience because, well, I had stuff to do there, but um, yeah, no, that's an experience. Yeah, the people people don't necessarily just come walk in by happenstance. Um, you know, it's yeah, it's a tough combo, right? Because you got it. You don't want to feel like you're, you know, overselling them or anything, or being too much in the sales mode. Whereas you don't want to just be walking up to random people across the street. Like, hey, do you need physical therapy? Um, you know, you're not out here in New York City as a school the shoe salesman or anything. Um, but you also want to make sure that the, your word and your name's out there. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's definitely, um, yeah, I think this is just, uh, it was the first week of just me testing the water to see if, if anything were, were to happen, if I were just to sit there. Um, but, I mean, I wasn't just sitting there. I was also doing a different, I guess, building out different um Websites are building out different things to hopefully market better online. Um, 
but but that's where that's where I've been going. That's the time it's been this past week. Nice. And you know, sometimes too, it's like you said, it's about getting that customer avatar where you have those what, one, maybe two times. Like it helps get the ball rolling, other referrals and stuff. So even just having the intention of just getting one or two people in the door can be big for that. Yeah. And um, to follow up from last week. So um, I, I sat down and I was like, why am I so afraid? Of of something like I'm just afraid of I guess you, you mentioned last week that there was um, the two things there was the going either starting a clinic out of a place of fear yep. or uh, starting a clinic out of a place of confidence um, and definitely still afraid I guess but I asked myself like why am I afraid or, or what am I afraid of. And the first thing that came to my mind was um, if I were to fail at my clinic, I, I would be afraid of that. So, so yeah, and I think that, that is a that's a realistic favor to have, right? We are realistic fear. We don't necessarily want to we don't want to fail, and I don't necessarily want to change your fear of that failure, right? I think it's okay to have a a little bit of healthy fear excuse as a motivating factor in that. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Well, I kept on digging into that. So I was like, okay, Bob, what does that mean? What does it mean to fail at your clinic? Like failing is such a broad term, right? Um, so my next answer to that was for me to fail, I guess, is when I decide to just quit and throw in the towel and just get a regular full-time job somewhere kind of thing. Um, and I guess that was like, okay, cool. But what is my cutoff? Like, how do I know when should I throw in the towel kind of thing? Yeah, when is that shift really just thinking when you need to change route? Yeah, so, so that's – I was thinking to myself, I was like, hmm, that's a really good question. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I got to a point. I was like, okay. Uh, for me, the cutoff is when I run out of money. So when I specifically have $1,000 left in my savings account, um, that's when I'll – that's when I know – that's my cutoff. Interesting. Um, so that kind of you take the, a lot of people like you know they'll take out a small loan to start a business that kind of thing, um, and they'll purposely go in debt to grow a little bit later. Kind of having this hard line of no, I won't do that. Yeah. No. That that's for me. Which, I guess that which which is fair, and I'm not I'm not speaking against that. Um, and that's that's a good line to draw. But it's interesting that you take this idea of the business and so then at this one aspect here where it's like, okay, here is my absolute zero that I'm not gonna that I'm not gonna go beyond that. I'm gonna hold myself to. Um like say, you know, make sure that you have mechanisms in place for the business to keep yourself above that and to kind of say, okay, how am I still investing in this business in monetary ways too? Which I think you will do. Yeah, no, I, I think um for me um I think that's a good gauge for me to to know whether I'm stepping out of bounds or I need to pivot and stuff like that or keep on going kind of thing. So I realized that in order to, because one, my, my overhead is, is very low. Um, sure, exactly. I, I, pay, I pay for an EMR system. I pay for marketing. Um, that's about it. Um, I pay a little bit of rent, but that's, it's, it's relatively low. Yep. Um, and, I realize that as long as I treat 
or find eight patients a month or just eight visits a month, then I should meet my overhead and I'll just break even at that point kind of thing. Oh, my, minus taxes and all that. But, um, and I was like, okay, eight visits in a month yep. seems That's very reasonable. Yep. And I was like, okay, there's no point of me being afraid because if I can just get eight visits a month, then I won't ever reach my goal of what I'm afraid of kind of thing. Absolutely. You put, you put that metaphorical back to the wall and you define where that wall is. And so that, hey, as you get close to there, even though you could push through that wall, go further back, you know you're not going to. And once you set that for yourself, you'll find a way to make it happen. Just like for all of us, right? When we have higher standards, you chase after something bigger than yourself. Yeah. But when you have low standards, it's like, uh, a thousand, no, 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 we can, we'll go 700 this month. We can let it get down to 500. And it's, you know, it's pretty soon that it's not necessarily about the actual number. It's more about what you choose to hold yourself to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. That's, that's, um, that's how I'm saying, set, setting my, I guess, quitting line, if that makes sense. Or not really a quitting line. Just, no, uh, no, it absolutely is. Yeah. It, it, it's your strategic, it's like the stock market, right? You invest a certain amount, and then you say, hey, if it dips below this, I'm pulling out. Don't want to deal with that. And that's cool. No problem with that. Yeah. Bob, can I share part of a, uh, well, go ahead if you're going to say something. Um, I was going to say, based on a lot of this fear stuff, an interesting physical therapy case recently that somewhat relates to this that I'd like to share a little bit of. Yeah, let's hear it. So I had a uh, martial artist, mid-30s. He was referred to me by a former uh, client of mine. And his complaint was 11 years of chronic low back pain. And now he was still doing a little bit of Muay Thai, he was doing a um, couple other martial arts as well. And probably, you know, practices training about five times a week or so. Said, okay, um, you know, tell me kind of what's going on and that kind of thing, right? And she goes on, says, hey, it's just this one specific spot right in the back. Um, this kind of right side, a little bit lower down, like L5 or like the SI joint area. And he said, um, you know, talk about intensity and everything where it kind of flares up pretty quick, but then it goes away right away, too. It doesn't linger around. There's no inflammatory nature to it. 11 years ago, he was, you remember the incident, right? He was at a party. He was some back pain when some kids were flipped over him and everything. And he held the back pain for like 10, 15 minutes. No problem doing it. It was getting a little bit sore. But then afterwards, right, he was pretty hurt for a while. Couldn't go back to his martial arts. was really sensitive in that extension position for a long time. And ever since then, it's never quite been the same for him. And then he had probably a couple of years after that, he got back to doing some grappling. Um, and in certain positions, he had some newbie that was grappling with him and just kind of put his back in a really weird, uncomfortable position, didn't like that. And, you know, he's still doing this stuff. But then he has to have this, like, large, like, warm-up routine, like, it was like 15 minutes of very specific warm-ups. For him to feel okay, but he's really, really sensitive to this pain. Bob, at this point, what are you thinking so far? What I'm thinking so far? I know, I know I haven't given you much. About the, the pain? Yeah, about the pain, about the patient. Well, um, just, you know, for first initial kind of random thoughts. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, I just have a quick question. Does this pain, I guess, it's only produced that in range and, and, and it's on and off kind of thing? Like it's only when he's at that position and it's gone after a minute kind of thing? Great question. So it's gone after like five, ten seconds. So it's very fleeting. Um, we didn't necessarily get into a specific evaluation of end range or it's locked or not um, in terms of insubjective. Um, but that's typically what it is more in the backside motion for him. You want to have increased flexibility. But he said that he could still do it. And he could still, he was really hesitant, um, nervous about it, wanted to have more confidence in his motion to be able to get it. So overall, it did sound like an end range issue. Yeah, I mean, my first initial impression um, is that he should just do more of that. Um, that that's sure. just, yeah. And, and I would overall, right, so he had great exposure, go for it. And talking to him, he kind of was doing that already, where, you know, he, I mean, his ODI, he still, but, like, his back pain really, like, bothered him, was really bothersome. But the ODI, he still, that was a 0% disabled. And so he can still participate in all his martial arts. But, again, he has to do these warm-ups and everything. He's hesitant getting into it. Um, but he's been still doing it for four years. But yet he comes in and says, oh, I have chronic low back pain. So, Bob, for this eval, um, this was the, not probably, this was the eval that I kind of did the least amount of physical tests and measures that I have for, obviously that's not true, for almost any eval. Um, there's one telehealth eval I did even less, but that's telehealth. That's a whole other volume. So for this guy, I was getting the sense of like, okay, let's get after this. But, you know, it's 11 years of pain that, you know, it's kind of been there the whole time, but only when provoked and it goes away immediately. This doesn't sound very inflammatory, maybe some mobility thing. So I said, okay. Let's, and, you know, I'm thinking in my mind, let's go through all these different functional positions and everything. I said, you know, there's something about this. I want to really get a sense of exactly where this pain is so I know what's going to provoke it. So, okay, go ahead and lay down. Have to get through subjective and everything. Lays down so I can just palpate the area. And I'm, like, pushing around pretty good on, like, penis I ligaments, all that stuff in there. Um nothing, right? I'm pushing pretty hard, not a chance of anything. I said, okay. Feeling soft tissue around it. Lumbar extensors are a little bit tight, but nothing crazy. Then I go for unilateral PAs, just for mobility assessment. If pain was bottom right, I start I start top left. And so I go down, and then all of a sudden, right, I just, I'm barely into, just halfway into soft tissue resistance a little bit more, again, more like left L1. And then all of a sudden, he hits his hand on the table. I'm like, bro, what was that? Dude, that was pain. And in my mind, in my mind I'm thinking, bro, really? Already? Um, so I said, okay. Can I do that again? For sure. So I go down, push down. About the same resistance, if not a little bit less. And, and was this pain, pain, sorry to interrupt, was this pain like you pushed and then it was there for a second and then it disappeared? There for a second, disappeared, but it wasn't his pain. I see. So this this was pain just local. Um, that would be equivocal to like a pressure that he would feel. Yeah. So this guy went ahead and he just hit, 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 hit the table. And I said, dude, is that what you like? Is that what you're conditioned through through like martial arts? Like when you feel something like that, you just like tap. Because he just said that like you know he doesn't want to feel that uncomfortableness. He doesn't want to feel that when he's grappling and everything. 
I think he's like releasing taps really early. He's like a pretty strong guy. He's basically like, yeah, you know, it's it's tame. Okay. I'm gonna go again. So I go again, I go down. I said, Let me know when you can first feel this under pressure. Okay. He let me know. Cool pressure. I went down, so I'm gonna go some more. Let me know when this turns to pain. And I said, Don't don't use the hands, let me know. Because I don't want him conditioning his mind that every time that he feels the pain, he has to take and tap out. So he's like, he's kind of like, just like squeals. He's like, oh, yeah, 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 pain. He's like, okay, and I just held it there. And he's talking to his mom, what the hell is he doing? I told him it was painful. And so I said, it's intolerable. And he's like, he like pauses, looks at me, he's like, yeah, it is. I'm like, okay, so it's horrible, so I can say it. He's like, yeah, huh, that's weird. That's so for this guy, anywhere in his real back, because he felt pain, he used to feel, oh, jeez, that's pain. It must not be tolerable. It must be doing damage. But then all of a sudden, we drew this kind of disconnect. I'm like, yeah, that's tolerable. That's weird. So we went down to the same procedure. The rest of the rest segment going down. Pressure? Yes. Tolerable? Yes. Or pain? Yes. Tolerable? Yes. And I didn't push it further from there. Because, you know, that was a little bit of a reach for him at that point. Went down to the right L1, working our way down. L1, L2, pressure was tolerable. Pain was tolerable. When he went down to L3 on the right, his pain, his pressure was tolerable. The pain, he was like, that's like a 50 50. Like, it's not, not tolerable, but it's not tolerable. I can't quite tell. I said, okay. I'll let him, let him through the field. I said, okay, so we're at 50 Do you want me to stay or do you want me to back off? And he said, oh, actually, you can stay. And so, okay, I said, okay, I'll stay here. And he's like, oh, yeah, now it is tolerable. We got down to L4, L5. L4 was not tolerable, so I said, cool, back off. Go one lower. L5 was, I went down. Felt again similar kind of soft tissue resistance, muscular joint resistance. But as I went down, it was pain. It was uh, not tolerable. No, no, the pain was 50 50. He said, What? This is this is different. This is like, it's not pain, it's like uncomfortable. So, okay. What do you mean uncomfortable? And so he was like trying to describe it, he couldn't. And like I'm just holding it there for a while. I said, "Is this your is this your pain? Is this what you came in to tell me today?" And immediately, Bob, guess what he did? What, what did he do? He took his hands. He was laying front. He took his hand. He said, "Huh? Let me see." And he like was trying to like go back and reach his back while my fingers digging into his spine. And I'm like, "Dude, put your hand down." It's like we built good rapport with him by that point. And he's like, "Okay." I'm like, "What's up with that? Like I'm really pressing into your back." You say it's uncomfortable. Is this the uncomfortable that you feel for your pain that you're telling me about today? It's like, why do you have to reach back there? He's like, huh, good point. And then, like, I'm really, like, had that pressure in there for, like, almost two straight minutes. And he's still trying to figure out if this is his pain or not. And so as we continue on, we basically, you know, come to the conclusion that, you know, we, again, we know it's non-inflammatory in nature. It's not acute. He has a huge sensitivity, sensory smudging, where he can't figure out if that's his pain area unless he puts a finger on his area or 
he's like squirming around doing all these things like lumbar pelvic motion. And they're oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like I'm twitching, I'm twitching, I'm moving around, I'm trying to find oh yeah, that's my pain. But if I'm pushing it, if I'm provoking it, he doesn't have the connection. So he's got a ton of sensory smudging in that area, a ton of sensitivity, any notion of pain or uncomfortable in that area. Boom, he's just stopping, completely avoiding everything. And in addition to some education and talking with him about everything, that was my exam, Bob. So what would you send, what would you guys do in the end? Uh, like, would you send him home with? What, what, did you see him? Did he have a follow-up session? Yep. I said, look, we're going to schedule a follow-up in two weeks. Your intention behind it, we talked a lot about some of the nociception, the chemicals in the brain and everything. Um, your intention is you have these pre-game rituals, these warm-ups that allow you to do the activity. You're going to do the exact same thing you've been doing these last four years for the next two weeks with all your practices. But you are telling yourself that this is you're asking yourself, just like we did today, hey, do I feel pressure? Yes. Is it pain? Yes or no. Is it tolerable? Yes or no. And asking yourself, this thing that I'm doing now, is this a safe motion? He has to do his pregame ritual every time to feel that. No. What we have to do is say, okay, as you feel this, you're not hitting the save button. You're saying you've got like this Word document open, the Google Docs, right? And as you're doing this, you're saying, okay, it's a safe motion. It's cool. I got it. But you're not hitting the save button. So every single damn time, you've got to do your ritual again. And so he's like, jump a tiny little movement to like make his body feel good. He's already going through greater exposure. But he's just not saving that file. So that's why I send him home with him. We'll see what happens. Oh, interesting. So it seems like um, you took... There, there was a lot of psychosocial things that happened um, from what you were telling me about his, his condition from based on his history. Um, and then you took more of that, like, pain science root kind of thing. That Absolutely. And, and, and you know, we uh, – and making that very applicable for him. And, you know, we're certainly going to get into a lot of his capoeira moves and a lot of his jiu-jitsu and everything in Muay Thai. But that just doesn't even matter until we get him thinking on this same direction. But he's doing all the stuff he wants to do. He just doesn't have the confidence. He's hesitant. He thinks that he's completely avoiding that pain. Hmm, interesting. Um, I, I guess I'm just going to, I guess, question or challenge you a little bit. How, how come I understand you took more of a pain science approach because of all the, the flags, the L flags that popped up during the history and, and the ODI. Um, but how come you didn't, I guess, check his, do like a little bit more mechanical approach, like in the beginning, just this like half and half kind of thing, but for rather, yeah, it's, yeah, I guess that's my question. Yeah, good question, Bob. Um, for me, it's just he was already reporting doing all these high-level functional moves, and that was not like if I took a step back and went big picture on like what's the one thing this dude needs, this is what he needed. And in my mind, it was much better to spend the entire time on this today, and he was very receptive getting it the whole way as opposed to, oh, it's kind of this, kind of that, not totally sure. I see. I like it. Yeah, that, that's a... Yeah, it's it's a strong foundation for moving forward. Yeah, I mean, with with every patient, there's just that one thing that you got to do with them. Um, and I guess where I fall short is I try to do uh, many different things and see if, if anything really, I guess, changes. Um, but yeah, so, yeah. so if, you, if you do a ton of stuff, you do four different things, 
and they get better or they get worse. How do you know what it is? Yeah, no, that's a good question. Yeah. So, I mean, it goes to show that, like, you really got to take a step back and, and look at the Right. You know exactly what's going on. You can do that. And there are tons of times I do. But sometimes I want to be a little bit more scientific with it. Yeah. No, that's interesting. Thanks Thanks for sharing. That's an interesting case. I'd love to hear what happens. You said in two weeks? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, if you can just share, I guess, follow up in two weeks when we talk about it, um, that'd be interesting. Yeah, we'll keep you posted at a later time, Bob. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, no, I, I get you some accountability stuff quick. Yeah, no, I, I really enjoy um, just sharing patient cases. That that's cool. I enjoy it, Dick. So thank you for that. Um, maybe we could just talk a little bit more about patient some patient cases each week of like interesting things we're seeing. Um, I like that's that. like a short segment of this podcast as well. In addition to that, accountability and mindset. Um, before you, are you short on time, Nick? Do you have like two or three I, minutes? I have about one minute. One minute. All right, perfect. Let's just, so accountability-wise, um, I have been setting up my app for the clinic. They're all set up. They're released yesterday. Um, so, I mean, I'm pretty self-accountable right now to myself. But uh, same thing, I want to make sure that I'm going to the clinic and just not quitting going to a clinic, even though nobody's there. Um, and then I'm still going to do all my ad work and, and follow up with everybody that signs through this Facebook, uh, this ad kind of thing. So that's where I'm going. I like it, dude. I'm uh, I'm going to be um, doing a medbridge exam, doing some practice reviews, kind of thing. Make my study groups right now. All right. Perfect. Thanks. All right. It was a pleasure. We'll all talk right, again we'll do, more, we'll do more cases next time. All right. Take care, Bob. Yep, bye-bye.